Brave City, this is Yusuf Nurkic, and you are listening to The Brief Case with Casey Holder. Greetings, Blizzard fans, and welcome to The Brief Case, episode 13 of The Brief Case. I am Casey Holdall, Trailblazers.com. I'm your host. This is your podcast covering all things Portland Trailblazers and beyond. Quick hits, interview audio from the road here in Denver, where it is a balmy three degrees. Temps have been freezing here in Denver since we got here. It's actually starting to warm up a little bit to where three degrees seems actually pretty warm now. I've been colder on road trips before, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it's been colder in Toronto. It's been colder in Minneapolis. Maybe not colder temperature-wise, but colder windshield-wise. This is stuff you only get on this podcast, by the way. So when I went out for my breakfast uh, yesterday morning here in Denver, I uh, made it three blocks and felt pretty good about it. But I'd say that's about the duration of what I can handle here in Denver and the Portland Trailblazers, who are also here in Denver, hoping to get out after playing the Denver Nuggets. We'll see if that actually happens. The game in Denver is absolutely going to happen. Cold weather doesn't worry these folks out here, but whether or not the Blazers will be able to get back into Portland tonight, that is very much TBD, which we won't talk about a whole lot more, but a little bit on this edition of The Briefcase. As I mentioned, and as you're certainly aware, the Blazers at the tail end of a six-game, 11-day road trip. Blazers were riding high when they left Portland nearly two weeks ago. They had won four of their last five, and they would have swept the homestand if they had done a better job in the final few seconds in the December 8th game versus the Denver Nuggets at home, which they lost on a Jamal Murray buzzer beater. But things seemed to be trending up. So when they headed out on the six-game trip, many people, myself included, wondered if perhaps a trip similar to the 4-2 trip that the team went on at the beginning of the season was in the cards. And considering the opponents and the way the Blazers were playing at the time, 4-2 on this trip seemed very possible and perhaps even probable. But that is not going to be the case. Uh, After besting the Spurs 128-112 in a game that was probably a little bit closer than the final score would indicate, Portland got thumped 130-110 by the Dallas Mavericks in arguably the worst game of the season. Chauncey Billups pulled the regular rotation midway through the third quarter in that game and turned it over to the bench for the final 12 minutes, which is the first time that's happened this season. That's something, too, that I think the players get a little annoyed at sometimes, but I actually really support it. It's one of those things where when a game is not going the way that you want it to go and the chances of winning are slim to none, you might as well accept that fact and prepare for the next day. No point playing those minutes if there's really no chance to win that game. I know that that goes against some people's ethos, but it is a long season and those are the kind of decisions that I think you have to make. Those are kind of things too that in the past people wanted the team to do and they didn't do it. Terry Stotts was always very loath to ever wave the white flag in a game. Chauncey Billups a little more willing to do that, which I think makes some sense. So not a great result, but you also lost the previous game in Dallas, so while it would have been nice to at least be competitive, it's a game where you figure that they might drop. When you're looking at this trip and kind of figuring out what are the games I think they might win, what are the games I think they might lose, I picked the Mavericks as a game I figured they might drop. So then it was on the Houston where the Trailblazers dispatched the Rockets 107-95, which probably wasn't as close to the final score would indicate. But again, kind of some late game issues. Billups had to reinsert the starters late in the fourth quarter after the deep bench allowed the Rockets to get the score back within the realm of possibility, which is also the first time that that's happened this season as well. First time I've seen that happen in I don't know how long. But there were shades of that in the Spurs game as well. I remember I remarked late in the Spurs game when the bench was in that they were probably going to have to score at least one more time to win the game, which they did. It didn't get that close, but it got just close enough to where you start to get a little bit nervous. And then in the game versus the Rockets, it really got close enough. I think the Rockets got it down to maybe 10 points with about two minutes to play. And at that point, you can't take the chance. Chauncey Billups reinserts the starters, which, you know, if you're thinking about, if you were someone who was kind of upset that they pulled the starters earlier in the Mavs game, probably felt pretty good about the fact that they did that at that point, because then you put them back into the Rockets game with a little less mileage on their legs, able to go out and get that victory as you assume they would, again, in a game that probably wasn't as close as the final score would indicate. 
So the Blazers are 2-1 and one heading into Oklahoma City, and if you get a split, you're assured of at least a 500 road trip, which is a baseline for a good road trip in the NBA. And if you win both, which seems very possible, you're heading into Denver with a chance of going 5-1, and one, which would be a great holiday road trip, a great holiday, setting up everyone to have a phenomenal Christmas, a great Hanukkah, a fantastic Kwanzaa, everything you would want out of a holiday season with a 5-1 and one trip. But instead, they lose 123-121 on a shade Gildas Alexander buzzer beater in the first meeting on Monday and then fumble away the next game in similar, albeit not as dramatic fashion, losing 101-98 in a game that saw Portland shoot fewer free throws as a team as SGA shot in the first half. That's pretty uncommon, folks. Not to say that the officiating was the reason they lost that game, but the fact that there was such a free throw discrepancy in a game that you lose by three points doesn't make you feel really good about how that one went. Blazers didn't play well enough to win, but they also probably didn't get enough whistles in order to win as well either. So what do the Blazers get for the four days we spent in Oklahoma City? Bupkis. They leave Oklahoma City empty-handed, and to top it off, an absolutely awful flight from Oklahoma City to Denver on Wednesday night. Team obviously flies a lot. I've been on, I don't know how many flights at this point. I should probably try to tabulate how many flights I've been on with the team at this point, but it's got to be in the hundreds. So it's definitely not uncommon to hit turbulence from time to time, but it was a new level on that flight from Oklahoma City to Denver, which also coincided with a cold front rolling into the Western states, which is what we're all dealing with now. I'm a pretty good flyer. I didn't used to be, but again, when you've done it so many times, you just kind of become accustomed to things. That was one of the few times I've actually been scared on a flight. Um, Those planes are very tough. Once they get into the air, there's basically not a whole lot of things that can bring them down other than mechanical issues. And we have great pilots. We have great crews. Typically, the people that work charters are some of the best that that those companies have. But nevertheless, for about 20 to 30 minutes on that flight, definitely gripping hard. Um, Again, just really kind of... (laughs) giving a sense of just how the way the trip has gone. That flight really, I think, kind of wrapped up the way a lot of people have felt about the way that things have gone on this trip, which is that for the most part, it's going okay. And then you hit a rough patch and boy, is it rough. Not even just like a so-so rough patch, a serious rough patch. So as it currently stands, this is being recorded on Friday morning, by the way. And if you're listening after Friday morning, thank you so much. I appreciate it. The Blazers will need to defeat the Nuggets, currently in first place in the Western Conference and winners of five of their last six in order to break even on the trip, which felt like the absolute least they could do when they left Portland. Nuggets are 10-3 and at home this season, by the way. And after playing Denver, regardless of the result, the Blazers will have to see if they're able to land in PDX on Friday night as we are currently scheduled. With ice coating much of the Portland metro area, my guess is that the trip, which has already been too long as it is, will be extended for a little bit longer. Hopefully we'll be home in time for Christmas. In fact, I know we'll be home in time for Christmas. But Christmas Eve, I think that's uh, that's TBD. So if I'm not able to make a Christmas Eve dinner, Dad and Linda, I apologize. Well, with all that said, let's go ahead and look at the stats we'll be tracking all year long on the briefcase. After 28 games, Blazers currently sit in 8th in the Western Conference standings with a record of 17 wins and 15 losses, which is 3 games behind the Nuggets and the Grizzlies in 1st. So even though things haven't gone exactly the way the Blazers would like on this trip, they're 3 games out of 1st place right now, which... Part of that is about the West. Part of that is just that they were able to stack some wins earlier in the season, and now it's helping them out now that they've hit a little bit of a rough patch here on the road. Blazers are eighth in offensive rating, which is one spot worse than last time we checked, though it's about the same at 114 points scored per 100 possessions. They're right below the Nets, who are in seventh, and right above the Mavericks, who are in ninth in offensive rating. And on the other side of the ball, Portland is currently 21st in defensive rating, which is two spots better than the last time we checked in, at 113.7 points allowed per 100 possessions, which is basically unchanged from the last time we checked, with the Pacers at 20 and the Wizards at 22. At this point, the variances from game to game and offensive and defensive rating are pretty much leveled out because of the number of games that have been played. 
it's not nearly as much of a fluctuation. So I'm guessing that as of right now, you can say that the Blazers are a top 10 offense and a bottom 10 defense. Hopefully they're able to improve one of those and keep the other one the same. But uh, they haven't really, since the first week, week and a half of the season, I would say, kind of melded a great offense with a good defense, something they're going to need to do if they want to get to where they want to go this season. And of course, the difference between their offensive and defensive rating is their net rating, which at 0.3 right now ranks 14th, which is one spot better than the last time we checked in. So the Blazers, as of right now, pretty much right in the middle, an average team in terms of their offensive and defensive rating going into the new year. Better than I think we thought they would be at the start of the season, but not where we hoped they would be after, I would say, the first three weeks of the season. And in regard to the Trailblazers betting markets, Portland is 20-12 and 12 versus the spread this season after failing to cover in three of their last four games, all of which were losses, by the way. The Blazers were favored by four in both games versus the Thunder, neither of which they won, as you surely know, and there were four-point underdogs to the Mavericks in the game they would lose by 20. Prior to that stretch, the Portland had covered in six straight games. So if you've just been betting the Blazers and the spread this season, you've been doing pretty well. So far this season, the Blazers covering the spread in 63% of their games, which is about as good as you're going to be able to get these days. Well, moving on, even though it feels like it was an eternity ago and losing the game definitely made it more difficult to celebrate, let's listen really quickly to what Damian Lillard had to say about a passing Clyde Drexler as a Trailblazers leading scorer in franchise history. I consider just leaving it out since it happened on Monday and we talked about it so much in the run-up to it that it seems like kind of covered it a bit, but the thing that Dame said about celebrating things when they happen and not being as good about that as he should be really kind of led me to believe that, you know what, we should still talk about Dame passing that record. Just make brief mention of it, if nothing else, on the briefcase. So let's go ahead and do that real quick. Here's what Damon Lillard had to say about passing Clyde Drexler in Oklahoma City with a free throw. You're on the road. You ended up losing the game in stunning fashion. I was talking to our equipment manager the other day and what he had to go through to secure the ball to give to Damien, considering the SGA won on a buzzer beater on their home floor. Shout out to Eric Hallman for making that happen. Not an easy thing to do. Basically had to track that ball from when SGA made that shot to when it was in Portland's locker room. So let's go hear what Damien had to say after setting the record as the Blazers' all-time leading scorer. Obviously, it's not the same as, as if we had won the game. You feel better about it, but... um it's an accomplishment that, you know, came with a lot of losses and a lot of wins, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't want to not acknowledge it. You know, it's an honor. It's a great feeling to, um, I guess, reach the, the top. Um, it's been a goal of mine and, you know, the the list has so many great players, you know, the great history of the organization. So to, uh, to climb it and be number one is a, um, a special accomplishment that I'm proud of. Um, I'm thankful for all the, the people that played a part, like I've been saying, for the last couple of days. But you want to enjoy that moment in the win. And, uh, you know, even during the game tonight, I didn't – I wasn't playing focused on getting to the record. You know, I was playing the game and uh, just trying to win. And, you know, I, it, I knew it would happen eventually. And, um, you know, it just it – takes, it takes away from it a little bit. You know, you want to win and, and experience it. I don't know. I got a bad habit of just – not making a big deal out of stuff, you know, even when it is a big deal sometimes. And I end up looking back and I'm like, man, you know, that was pretty cool. But the moment is, you know, two years past, you know, and I look back and I'm like, I got to be better about that. And I think when I made the free throw, I was like mad about something. So I just kind of came to the bench and I just like, everybody was clapping and I heard them say it. And I was like, man, I need to, I got to chill. You know what I mean? Like I'm, because like I said, I was I didn't want to come in and make it about that. I was just, you know, wanting to um, do what we had to do to win the game. So I heard my son 
come down, I heard him saying my name. I kind of turned and I was like, you know, that's what really lighted me up where I was like, man, all right. <laughs> it brought me back to what, you know, what I had just accomplished. And, um, you know, I just appreciate them taking the time in the visiting arena to, to acknowledge a, um, a major accomplishment of mine. So there you go. Damian Lillard talking about passing Clyde Drexler as a Trailblazers all-time leading scorer in a loss to Oklahoma City Monday night. And shout out to Oklahoma City. Both the fans and the organization really did a nice job of celebrating Dame passing that record, which I was not expecting them to do. They did it during a timeout. Very nice display from the game ops. Very nice reaction from the fans. Shout out to the folks in Oklahoma City. They get a bad rap sometimes. They're good people. And also, the celebration is over yet. The team will honor Dame passing the record in Monday's game versus the Hornets. There are going to be a bunch of cool things planned. We'll run all of it on broadcast, and we'll post most of it on social media in the event that you're not able to go to the game, which you absolutely should. I think it might be sold out this time of year. People buy Trailblazers tickets as gifts, which is a great gift, by the way. If you're still looking for some last-minute gifts, plenty of games in January to buy tickets for. Uh, That sound you hear, by the way, is the sound of ice and snow falling off of the roof of the hotel here in Denver. So regardless of whether you're in person or watching on TV, make sure to set some time to watch that game Monday night versus the Hornets. Should be a good time. And speaking of Christmas as well, I was hoping to make this segment a little bit longer, but as you might imagine, or, or maybe you don't, I can just explain as someone who covers a team as a journalist, typically you know that there's the right time to ask certain questions and maybe not the right time to ask other questions. And coming off of two losses, not the greatest opportunity to ask guys about Christmas and how their shopping is going and if they have any fun traditions that they want to share. But I was able to get a few guys before the games for Oklahoma City to talk about that. So here is Nasir Little and Josh Hart on the record regarding some of their favorite things to do during the holiday season and how they fared Christmas shopping considering how much time the team has been on the road as of late. Obviously, it's always hard to be away from home, but when you're away from home for the 10 days leading up to Christmas, really put some pressure on you to make sure that you're getting the things done that you need to before you return home on Christmas Eve. Because at that point, you're really not going to have a whole lot of a chance to do any more shopping. And particularly with the way things are going in Portland right now with the ice, you're definitely not going to have a chance to do any of that when you get back home. So hopefully everyone got their stuff squared away here in Denver or previously. Here's what Nas and Josh had to say, one, about some of their favorite family traditions, and two, how their shopping is going. This is really just gifts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, my family, they're coming to Portland this year, so they've came every year, I think, since I've been in the league. So really just hanging out with them. We usually eat chicken and waffles on Christmas Day. Saying get a little good meal in, but yeah, exchange gifts, it's chill, really. Have you guys always eaten chicken and waffles at Christmas? Uh, we started about like about seven, eight years ago, and then we just kept up with it since. Yeah, so it's, it's a it's a relatively new one, but some we enjoy. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I love it. I have a great time <laughs> with chicken and waffles. I've been walking around with a Neiman's Marcus bag for the last eight days. Did a lot of stuff online, and I get it sent to the uh, facility. So. So that way, like, nobody that's at my house can open it. So I just send it all to the gym. And then when I get back, I'm going to go to the PF the next day and get everything and then try to wrap it up and all that. And, uh, but, yeah, I just do online stuff. And then I got, like, I'll probably do, like, a quick run in the mall when I get to Denver and see if I can get a little quick something. But just kind of go when you can, really, and then do online stuff. That's it. I did it since I was a kid, so like now we like we all used to go and cut down a Christmas tree. So now me and my wife will go cut down a Christmas tree. Actually, I saw that you guys went, went and cut your own tree. So where, yeah. where did you go for that? If you don't mind. I don't know. Somewhere, don't know somewhere. She, yeah, she found something. She found something that was like an hour away, in the top of some mountain. So uh, we did that. So it was fun. It was cool though. All online. My wife's trying to. <laughs> my wife's uh, like. I should do what he did because he sent it to the, to the PF, bro. I sent it, I sent it to, to to the crib, and she's over there looking at the label and 
Yeah, like so. Yeah, just nosy for no reason. Like I'm telling you, like you know, you ain't if you're not doing no online shopping, don't look at the boxes. Bring them inside. They all for me. Don't exactly. even touch it. Just leave it there. Order nothing, and you see a box. Put it to the side. Just bring it inside. Put it to the little room right next door. Right next to the door, and I'll wrap it. So, and I'll wrap. Don't worry about. Don't worry about nothing. Let me. Do, let me do it all. That was Gary Payton too, by the way, chiming in there about the importance of not opening up other people's packages or not looking at other people's packages during the holiday season, something that the entire Trailblazers locker room could rally around the notion that, hey, if I'm getting stuff delivered and your name isn't on it, don't look at it because it's most likely for you anyways. Players having the same issues during the holidays that everyone has. They're people too, folks. And that's going to wrap it up. Hardy har har on this edition of The Briefcase. Once again, Blazers play the Nuggets Friday night, then return home, have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off, at least if we get home in time, before hosting the Hornets the day after Christmas, then a few days off, then on the road for one game, Golden State, before returning home to start the new year back in Portland. Very much looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting home and looking forward to stacking some wins at the Moda Center in January, hopefully, but we'll see. So thank you for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. I'm Casey Holdall. We will talk to you after the holiday next week. Have a great holiday, whichever ones you celebrate or don't celebrate. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. Watch some Blazers basketball. We'll talk.